Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy a boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome. This is the World of Boating. Gregor First Mate and Captain Patrick. We are your crew navigating the latest boating news and information. Literally just the two of us. It's a skeleton crew today, but we are going to make the best of it because let's face it, we're the best. Uh, right, Patrick? I mean, you're well, a captain. I'm a first mate. It's the A team here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, if, if it's a skeleton crew, I want to be the humorous. Okay. Get that, it? That, yeah, the bone. You mean the which bone and where? Which okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we're gonna uh, we're we're gonna get knee deep into a topic to see you know how people how our passengers react to this today. It's 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 been a long time coming, but I think it's time to look towards the future as we sometimes do here on the world of boating and decide if things are about to change in a major way uh, for boating. Not just the world. I mean, obviously, it's changing for the world with AI and God knows what else. Wars, you name it. Everything's upside down, it seems like, right now. But just for boating, zeroing in on our favorite activity, you see something on the horizon we need to address. Is that right, Patrick? Yeah, and when we're talking about it, we're not talking about recreational private boat ownership. We're talking about uh, commercial uh, boating, commercial boat ownership. So the era of the uh, what what is commonly referred to as the licensed boat captain or the boat captain, and I just want to and I, I've mentioned this on the air before. I just want to make this perfectly perfectly clear from the the Coast Guard. When if you are so fortunate as to be able to pass a series of exams, what you are issued is a United States Coast Guard license. U.S. Merchant Marine Officer. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, a master of st- mine is master of steam or motor vessels of not more than one hundred gross registered tons domestic tonnage upon near coastal waters. Okay, mm-hmm. that's what my license states. Right under in nowhere on my license does it use the word captain. Hmm. Okay, it's just a. Uh, uh, it's just something that people in the industry, when they pass that, they refer to it as I'm a licensed captain. I have a captain's license. Really, what you have is a merchant mariner's license. Okay. okay. All so right. There, there, it's, it's a small thing and nobody really ever calls other people out on it because, Hey, we, we paid the money. We took the exam. We earned it. Yeah, well, Merchant Mariner sounds pretty, um, you know, official. And uh, uh, U.S. Prom- Merchant U.S. Yeah. Merchant Marine officer is, is pretty official. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh-huh. so it sounds. I mean, just as uh, you know, has uh, just as much panache as calling yourself a captain. And Correct. Kind of interchangeable, I guess. S- somewhat. Okay. Except, like I said, nowhere in there do they ever is is the word captain. Okay, it is nowhere on my license hmm. so so we got to start I, calling you uh merchant mariner patrick and inst- instead of no, captain? no. where are you going master with this? master 
because it it says master. Okay. Mm. Uh, So here's where, as we start to dig into this, where I think things are going to change in the very near future. And we hear more and more stories about illegal boat charters. Uh, People that are on social media, uh, even some areas maybe of the dark web, where they are offering their boat and use of their boat as long as the owner of that boat is driving said boat. Mm -hmm. And they offer use of that for a set amount of money. That is, under legal terms, a charter. You are chartering your vessel. Right. And the Coast Guard, of course, says in order for you to do that, you need to have passed a series of exams, most commonly known as the OUPV, or Operative Run Inspected uh, Vessels, uh, six-pack, which means you can take six six paying passengers uh, on your vessel. If you want more than that, then you would have a a master uh, license. So the Coast Guard, at no time, because this is very, very important, the Coast Guard at no time do they get on a vessel with you and make sure that you know how to operate, whether it's your 20-foot bass boat that you're running, you know, fishing charters on, you know, people to go out, you know, bass fishing for the day, your uh, 35-foot, you know, sport fish, your 50-foot, at no time do they get on the vessel with you and make sure that you, the person that they are granting a license to can competently and safely operate your vessel. What you do is you qualify your sea time by means of a calendar. Mm-hmm. Four hours at the helm constitutes a day. You have to set so many days, whether it's for your OUPV or for your master. And that's it. And then pass the tests. And bingo, you are, in effect, a licensed captain and now you can run your charters okay so that in of itself is pretty shaky especially i would think from the insurance industry end of things because coast guard grants these licenses, you know issues these licenses. but again at no time are they getting on the vessel with you i hold my merchant mariners uh license i also have a class a cdl i have hazmat tanker endorsements let me tell you I had to get in the semi with a testing agent from the Department of Transportation, okay, right. and drive the the rig with them in the passenger seat and show them that not only could I pass the written part of the test, but I could actually drive that that semi safely and competently, and they don't mess around. Uh, this wasn't a this wasn't Bob's truck driving school. My company made me go actually to the Department of Transportation and have them test. Right. And so there's no driving test for, for uh, boating. Correct. Unlicensed. There's none. Okay. So with all of the illegal charters that are out there and with the advent, the oncoming uh, influx of autonomous boating, which we have talked about on the show, uh, Mike and I are both in the camp of don't like it think it takes away from the experience of why you own a boat to begin with but again on the recreational side of it not on the commercial side of it and you greg mm-hmm. uh, and i think i am uh, talking at this point in time to the uh chat gpt 
generated version of you. Right. Um, <laughs> I could be wrong. I think I'm pretty wrong because you look a little hazy. Yeah. Um, I do not compute, <laughs> but go ahead anyway. That are we at a point where you are even going to need, if you are, does it do any good to have this credential? Is it even needed anymore? In the boating arena, does does it does it does it? It doesn't seem to have. I, I don't know the the importance that it did say 15, 20 years ago. Again, as technology has changed, boating has become safer. Boats have become easier uh, to operate. There's certainly an aspect of it if you're running a charter, where especially a charter of a certain size, and you have a crew where your crew needs to be trained. Certainly, everybody's got to be first aid, CPR certified. You have to have certain uh, required uh, 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 equipment on board in case there's an emergency. I'm not talking about your basic, you know, this type of life jacket and this fire extinguisher. Depending upon the size boat, depending on the number of passengers, depending upon the body of water, Mm -hmm. the geographic area in the United States where you're operating could change what you're required to have on board. Are we even going to need, will, will there even be a need in the very near future to have a quote unquote licensed merchant marine officer in control of the vessel? Well, interesting. Uh, so you may have the knowledge because of the testing, but do you have the skill? Uh, possibly is where he's going with this. We'll talk more about it here on the World of Boating. Stay close. Listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Posting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers listen up from their high-impact NK resin to their exclusive power claw latches, Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department, led by his ex-girlfriend, and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. 
put a brain fork in him. He's done. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast oh my god brian this ship it's it's unbelievable it's even more magnificent than i imagined wrote a note to be back in a minute Bought a boat and I sailed off in it Don't think anybody's gonna miss me anyway I know this thing's gonna sink, but I'm having a good time Come on in the water's nice, find yourself a little slice Grab a backpack and lines you never know until you try There! Jump onto that mooring rope! When you lose yourself We have to get on that ship! You find the key to paradise this is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick. We are your skeleton crew as we navigate the latest boating news and information here. I'd uh, have you along as our virtual passengers. May I pick up a few tidbits today? You're actually kind of deep, uh, knee-deep in it uh, today. You know, the future of boating, boating charters might be changing. That's what we're discussing right now. You know, uh, Patrick brought up the fact that, you know, for for a boating captain's license, you got to pass these tests and things, but there's no like, you know, driving test. There's no boating test in in on the water for these people that are getting certified to be captains or master marine mariners or mariner. What is it again, Patrick? Merchant marine officer. That's what I said. And uh, so, you know, is this a good thing? Eh, maybe not. But technology is kind of, you know, filling in the gaps uh, rapidly. And uh, maybe it won't even be necessary to have a captain in the future. Maybe the insurance companies that uh, are underwriting, you know, all these boats and these charters and things uh, would prefer a non-human, you know, uh, you know, technology at the helm as opposed to a real life human. I don't know where it's going, but I think it might be going that way. What do you think, Patrick? I think it, I think it will eventually just, because of the way technology is advancing and if autonomous boating uh, truly makes it safer you're going to still have you're going to have to have some humans on board it it basically becomes a, a disney a disney ride you know except it's not being run on a, a rail system but you know you're going to have please step aboard you know and yeah. you know here's here's where the life jackets are mm-hmm. basically a a you're a flight attendant <laughs> um, right the human know, uh, is a safety net or a backup. Uh, on, yeah, on <laughs> right. the boat. And mm-hmm. that may be working. And with, as I said, with the the obvious illegal trade, if you will, in boat charters that are out there, you're not going to stop them all. Um, even if uh, a, a tragedy was to happen, it, you're just, you're, you don't have enough law enforcement in place to keep it from occurring. And when you think about, it, especially like with ride share, and now you've got boat share, um, there are ways that you can get around, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, for for yeah. lack of a better term, where they would say, "Oh, you are, you are running a legal charter." Well, no, I, I'm not because I haven't accepted any payment yet. Um, however, I did sell my passengers 
this uh, this uh, complimentary or uh, uh, this limited edition T-shirt for five hundred dollars. Uh, but the the ride on the boat, they're my friends. I'm just taking them out for a ride, you know. So there's some gray areas there that people think that they can operate in. And as I said, the, why why are we enforcing the this issue with charter boats and such when at the core of it at no time does the coast guard require that they get in the boat with you and make sure that you know how to operate that boat before they grant you a license it seems that you know it, we're, we're trying to enforce something with without without proper testing in place so it's either you know triple down and you know really tighten up your standards and maybe that becomes part of the licensing you know for your for be able to operate your boat as a charter or you're going to have to back off let the industry kind of sort it out maybe it's the insurance companies uh things like that because there may be people out there that you know for the cost of insurance aren't going to be able to run their boat as a charter but again you've got these boat share apps boat share services things of that nature to where it could be uh, 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 where you have a fractional ownership in a boat, but part of that fractional ownership group, they provide a captain, and it's basically a charter. You know, at that point, you know, it, it there there are so many ways around it that it almost seems to be a moot point as to why we continue to issue licenses uh, for people who can pass a series of exams to where they would be. You know, the the uh, the fact that they could be called a captain or be able to run their boat as a charter. Um, I just see it changing because it doesn't seem to have the coast guard just doesn't seem to have the, 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 uh, the onus, if you will, I mean, to, to really get down and enforce it the way that they should. And should they really be, you know, yes, they're responsible for what goes on in the water and they want to make sure everybody's out there safe. But, is it really having any effect? You stop one illegal boat charter. Meanwhile, there's 10 operating out of the same area. Well, that, that may be it. But I, I think it goes back to the insurance companies. Like you mentioned the rideshare uh, stuff and, and how to get around it with fractional ownership and things like that, uh, you know, for these kind of quasi-illegal charters. However, you know, knowledge is power. And the insurance companies definitely want you to have more knowledge if you're behind the helm because when an incident happens if you don't they're they're the ones on the hook if you actually have an insurance policy with them so they're looking at all those numbers and they want to limit their liability as much as possible so i think it's more the cost you got to follow the money here you know on, on this kind of stuff you know as far as you know whether the coast guard could do more by, you know, having a boating test, actually having people test their skills as opposed to just their knowledge. Yeah, okay, maybe, but, you know, they've been doing it like this for years. I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. I think well, what's going to happen is, is uh, you know, AI, you know, we're going we're gonna to get these computer, you know, uh, co-pilots, so to speak, uh, at the helm. To kind of back up or possibly be the main captain of a, of a charter, I think you know. I think ultimately the uh, insurance companies are going to prefer that a computer is making the decisions more than a human uh, who, who could you know have human error issues and things like that. And I think that's kind of where it's going. And I think that's what the insurance companies are going to prefer 
But I don't think they're going to say, hey, don't bother getting a captain's license now because it really doesn't do anything anyway. I think, you know, they're still going to prefer, you know, people that uh, if they want to run a charter, even if they want to do a ride share fractional ownership, the more knowledge they have, the potential of their insurance premium will go down. They'll have those incentives put in place. And they do already, don't they? But Well, see, th- this is where the insurance company has already had an effect on the quote-unquote captain's licenses going back quite a long time. Uh, prior to my getting my license, my understanding was for the OUPV, for the base license, it was basically if you could sign your name, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and I know it seems kind of flippant to say that, really. If you could basically sign your name, that that was, okay, here's your license, go run your charter. And the insurance companies wanted more, um, in the way of training or, you know, uh, to know that the people that were being granted licenses. Wait, wait, wait. You said the insurance uh, companies wanted more? Oh, yes. Yes, yes. I think that's a pretty universal uh, thing when it comes to insurance companies, so especially when it comes to premiums. They're always wanting more. All right, more coming up on the World of Boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spiderwebbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the boating world? Well, look no further than the World of Boating Radio Show. Just like you, thousands of boating enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to worldofboating.com, send us an email, and let's get to work to make your marketing message matter. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast what the hell are those yard birds doing to my boat This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick. We're your crew navigating the latest boating news and information and just having a good little chat about the future of boat charters. You know, you got to follow the money, I think. The insurance companies dictate this uh, a lot, I think, and they're going to continue to do so, whether we want them to or not. It's just the way of the world, is the way, at least the way I see it. Uh, Patrick, do you agree with that, or do you think there's a few more variables in play? I think the insurance company, we already know that it's had an effect on the licensing, as as I was saying uh, before we went to break. They had an impact on changing the 
OUPV or the base license from what it was to what it is now. And what it is now, of course, is made up of four sections. And the test that you take now for your base license for your OUPV or your six pack is, is the master hundred ton test. So they actually got with the Coast Guard. I think if memory serves from people I talked with, you know, prior to my getting my license, there were so many people going and getting their captain's license, probably more to offset the cost of that boat that they, you know, honey, if I buy this boat, you know, I'll, I'll, it'll pay for itself because I can run a charter once a month and, you know, make that money back. It won't cost us anything. I right. swear. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. um, so they tight, tightened up the testing. So what you take now for your base license is basically the old master hundred ton test. My upgrade to my 100 ton master test was an open book test on the code of federal regulations. So you, you, unless you can't, unless you don't know how to navigate the book that is the code of federal regulations, which is um, quite thick right. um, with information is basically knowing how to mine it for the answers to the test that are on the test. And boom, now I've got my master hundred ton license for near coastal waters. Yeah, but when you uh, finish getting that certification, that license, isn't the the goal isn't necessarily to know everything that's in the book, is it? It's just uh, a matter of nowhere to get the answers when an issue comes up, where you know where to get the answer and what you you're are, supposed to do. You are never, you are never opening that book again. Well, once, yeah, I mean, but that's but, the test, right? But that that may be, but I'm. I'm saying the goal there, because we, we have this in aviation quite a bit, too. They have some open book tests like that, and the goal isn't necessarily to to know everything that's in the book, but the, the goal is to educate the student or the captain, like, okay, look, uh, the, the, this is where you're going to find all the regulations that you got to abide by. So if you get out in the real world and you're taking your boat over this waterway and you're not sure if you're supposed to go this way or not or avoid this zone— Hey, go to the book and look it up. You know where now to go. That, and if you that, if you screw it up, it's on you. That the CFR doesn't have it doesn't have anything to do with uh am I on the correct waterway or not? Really, it's if I'm operating on uh certain waters where the water temperature is 40 degrees or below, I have to have this type of PFD uh located in this particular area. Right. Uh, I need to have these type of fire extinguishers based on the power the the uh, the engine source of my vessel, so on and so forth. All right. And I, I I'm I'm not going to say everybody that ever got their hundred ton upgrade uh, has never opened up that book again, but probably have not. Yeah, uh, but if they're that book ever again. operating properly and they're they're you know working on their float plan for some trip they got coming up. At least now they're at least somewhat familiar with where they got to go to get all the information to stay legal. At, yeah. Well, at least in the eyes of the insurance industry, it, we, as I am insuring your vessel and you've uh, attained this particular level of license, this tells us as a company that you know what you're doing. So if you get into a bad situation and somebody dies or is severely injured, um, we can effectively wash our hands of you if we find out that you did not do these things. Right. 
Well, I don't know if they can wash their hands of you, oh, but they can, yeah, they can sue the pants off of you or not defend you uh, if you get sued, you know, which yeah, is what I, you have the liability insurance for, I, right? I, I think the, as you said, I mean, in the aviation industry and you as a, as a dive master as well, somebody who instructs, uh, like you just can't go. I, I couldn't go to a dive center and say, hey, fill my tanks. Right? Don't they want to see my dive card? Right. They want to see your certification card. You're supposed to right. have a C you card. Know, yeah. with, with, but to get that certification card, I would have to have demonstrated to you, my instructor, that I can actually, you know, do these things. And, and I, I've been able to do the water test. I've been able to do this. I've been able, to, you know, get my gear on and off. I, whatever, whatever's it. There's actually in water stuff. You actually have to do it in front of the instructor. Not to mention pass the tests, you know, the written tests, there's a whole physical element to it as well. And same thing with your CDL. I'm pretty sure probably the same thing with getting your FAA license to, to, for a pilot. You have to demonstrate that you can actually fly the plane. They're just not going to sign off and give you a license and say, here you go. Right. Uh, but we do that for boat charters and we're putting people on boats with license boat captains, and again, as I said at the beginning of the show, at no time does the Coast Guard require that they get on the boat with you and that you can demonstrate that you can get the boat out of the dock, into the dock. You can operate the boat safely. You're not going to do anything crazy. And that's people that are running parasailing, people that are running fishing charters, people that are doing manatee cruises, dolphin cruises, all of that stuff. To do it legally, you have to do that. And if you're not going to require that, why bother? Well, I, I mean, knowledge is, uh, the more knowledge you have, the better you are, period. I but, mean, I think you still need to require it. Uh, you know, I mean, you're still going to have people that don't do it well, or could they raise the bar, or could they put a, a test in play to make them uh, showcase or, uh, you know, uh, master, the, you know, that they have mastered the skills necessary to operate a boat? We haven't had that in the boating industry and yeah i mean would it make things maybe safer yeah is it really necessary when you look at all the boating incidents around the world or just in the u.s i don't know that's kind of up in the air you're throwing another level of bureaucracy in there that honestly i think is what what's going to happen i think the technology is going to come in and fill that void that you're concerned about. that's what i'm saying why why bother with it if you're not going to do this then don't do it at all well, there are, there, why, there why, another, why, why I think you still should have uh, a base of knowledge, even if you don't use it. I mean, there's no, it doesn't hurt to have it. Uh, I, I, all right. I, I have trained and delivered. Uh, I've trained many, many customers uh, on use of their small boats and yachts. I've mm -hmm. delivered uh, large yachts uh, across North America. And these are to people, I mean, these are, this is a $2 million toy. Right. Okay. Yeah. And these people are of a means where they can afford a $2 million toy. Mm -hmm. So obviously they've been successful at some point in their life, whether a captain of industry or, you know, what have you, they've got a level of intelligence where, they, or, or, or they hit the lotto. I mean, <laughs> they knew which lotto ticket to buy one of those two, mm -hmm. but some of them, Greg. I wouldn't trust them to open up a door for me because they just, it, you're smart in this Avenue. And obviously you've got double doctorates and you know, you, 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 you teach 
you know, college or, you know, whatever it is. But I, I spend three days with you on a boat, and I can't get you to turn the keys in the right direction. Well, I, I don't think the answer then is to eliminate the knowledge necessary that they have to have to operate a boat. You want to increase it, don't you? All right, more coming up. Stay close. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast i want sun i want sand i want spa Spa, facial, but nothing too remote because I'm a people person. I like to socialize. Islands are good? Islands are great. All right. I'm thinking... I love the Bahamas. I've never been there. I've always wanted to go. We can get you to the Pink Sands Beach. We can fly you direct into Nassau. This is perfect. Let's do it. Bahamas. Bahamas. Here I come, baby. Bahama. Bahama mama. This is the World of Boating, Greg, your first mate, that's me, along with uh, Captain Patrick. We are your skeleton crew, navigating the latest boating news and information, and just uh, having a pretty in-depth conversation right now. You know, if you're in the Bahamas, you know, all these uh, licenses and things that Captain Patrick's uh, talking about, I I don't think they'll care, (laughs) you know, so we're kind of like zeroed in on how to operate a boat in U.S. waters, but you get to some of the islands, they don't care about, uh, you know, this, uh, you know, captain's license or that captain's licenses as much, especially if they're just cruising around their own little local island area. You think, uh, Patrick, or what? I, you have more experience with that than I do, because first of all, if I'm out in a boat, nobody is going to drive that boat except for me, because uh, I don't trust anybody else other than me. I don't even trust the computer right? or, you know, the autopilot system, which is why I do it. Uh, but you, obviously, world traveler, uh, Greg Holt, mm-hmm. what have you found? I mean, do you, does that even come up in conversation, or is that part of any type of uh, business literature when you're booking your, you know, your dive charters and stuff that, you know, uh, Bob Smith is a holds a blank, blank, blank credential issued by the U.S. Virgin Islands or by Grenada or by the Turks and Caicos, do they require, do those, do those entities require that the person running that charter has a license? Well, it depends on the island, uh, their country, their rules. So, you know, uh, some, you know, some countries are more uh, in the islands. Uh, I'm talking more like the Caribbean that I visit fairly frequently. Uh, some of those are more restrictive than what we have in the U.S., but then others are kind of like, well, it's, you know, they, they got, they operate with their own local rules and you have to be aware of who you're going with and, and be, you know, self-reliant on your, your own safety and looking at the operation and looking at the vessel and like, well, okay, it looks pretty rough, but where are they taking me? Where am I going? Uh, what's my exit strategy if if I get into trouble and then you have to 
figure out what your own personal threshold is as far as uh, how you value your safety in that regard. But, you know, none of them are like, I would say, like unsafe. It's just you got to, you know, it depends on where you are in the country. I mean, the difference, for instance, between like, say, Jamaica and Grand Cayman is like night and day. Uh, Cayman much more. Uh, developed restrictive and that kind of thing australia very very restrictive and how they run uh charter operations even more so than what we have in the states if you ask me way more well i was just thinking as far as licensing for the operator of that vessel do they require i guess my question is do they require do their 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 does their government require that the operator of that vessel actually gets in the vessel with members of their maritime agency and they can show that they can they demonstrate that they can actually operate that vessel safely or do they do it a la the u.s and say uh, you can pass these tests here you go uh have a good day but as far uh, yeah, as going to a, as far as going to a foreign country you know i would always opt to you know the day after i get there that i'm going to walk the dock at 10 a.m and whoever's boat is still in the slips I'm not going with them. Hmm. Okay, that's one way to look at it. And like I said, it depends on the island. I mean, some of them are pretty rough around the edges, and you, you kind of know what you're getting yourself into, and it's it comes down to what are you personally comfortable with, I guess. But as far as, like, you know, whether they, they have to get certified and pass a boating test, uh, I'm sure there's some countries that do that. Uh, I, I have no doubt there are, but, uh, but I, I couldn't, you know, name on that off the top of my head uh, by any stretch so you know it just uh the thing is though when you look past this and and what is the solution i don't think the solution is like well let's not bother having them uh do this anymore because it really doesn't mean anything it's, which is kind of what i hear you saying maybe but I, I, it it kind of is because again as we enter into autonomous boating i mean if we're looking 10 15 years down the road and we've got more autonomous boats out there. People are going to obviously, because there's a cost savings, maybe even on the insurance end, certainly on the operation end of not having to have yet another person on board to operate the boat. And basically, you've got the computer doing it and you've got a mate or a couple of mates on board to help with boarding, unboarding. If you're running a fishing charter, you know, setting lines, getting bait, you know, helping to, you know, boat the fish, things of like that. If it's a scuba charter, Obviously, you know, to help uh, assist with, you know, gear on, gear off, make sure everything is operating safely. Will that require that there is an actual captain on board? I think as we move forward, I think we're going to find that this, this, what, what you guys used to do, what you guys had to have a licensed captain on board, man, that's crazy. Hmm. That'll be the talk in, you know, 30 years down the road is you know and of course it, it, it's just i see the way that it's heading again with all and there are a lot of illegal charters running out there that how do we best make it safe for everyone and if one of the impediments to doing that is to require that these people are licensed which is their ability to pass tests do we do away with that, and do we put something else in its place that encompasses that, and maybe it's even tied in with the insurance, and then if they're you know found to be operating illegally, I mean some of these people are getting hit with you know five hundred thousand dollars in fines because they look at the the 
from the Coast Guard standpoint, then from if they're operating out of out of a port, the port authority comes after them. At the end of the day, are we making it safer? No, we're not, because that industry is going to continue to thrive with these "quote unquote" illegal charters. Well, maybe yeah. so. I, I think uh, ultimately, uh, uh, taking away the the knowledge, the writing portion of the test that you're talking about, I don't think that'll. I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, first off, I mean, if anything, you got to uh, maybe you have to add uh, like a knowledge module in there for IT or computers as well, as what, these what, what, uh, what, what, uh, what, uh, AIs come in and and be our co-pilot or whatever, so that you you can troubleshoot issues that your your AI co-pilot has, and you'll be able to you know work with your artificial intelligence that's helping you man uh, the direction and, and the the captaining of your vessel. Well, one whole section of it is plotting and charting. And yeah. with technology, and you, and back in the day when Bill was a big part of the show, you guys would knock on me, you know, and call me Magellan, and, hey, where's your sextant? Right. You know, and all that stuff, because I'm an advocate for you should know how to do basic plotting and charting and carry a paper chart as mm-hmm. a backup and basic plotting gear just in case those electronics go out. But it's becoming a lost art form, if you will, a lost skill that people don't practice because once they get their license, just like the Code of Federal Regulations, they don't ever look at any of this stuff ever again. They don't see it as a necessity. And if such, why bother having it on the test? If all I got to do is demonstrate to you that I can do these 10 questions regarding this chart of Block Island, and show you that I can triangulate and I can put, do time, speed, distance calculations, uh, set and drift, all of that stuff. And then never, ever, 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 ever am I going to use this again. It's like you. It's like learning trigonometry. Well, yeah, but uh, all you got to do is uh, you just ask chat GPT <laughs> and uh, it answers all the questions for the test. And then when you're in the real world and you need it, you do the same thing. And your backup is your cell phone. Uh, to the computer so i don't know the future hopefully will solve itself or uh, end us all and on that uplifting note we'll wrap it up till next time remember whether it's sail or motor life is better as a boater safe boating everyone World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at (gasps) worldofboating.com. Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN, ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the world of boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.